Welcome, my friends. Welcome. Boy, you're already. La, 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 la. Cinco de Mayo. I really? Love the, I love this holiday. Yes, it is. I should go get it, my sombrero. Yes. I'm sure we'll see you in one before the evening's <laughs> over. I just don't know whether you'll see it or you'll be proud of it. But anyway, it's that time of week you've anxiously been awaiting, my friends. It's time for the culinariest and obviously the cleverest, the most riveting and the most entertaining. It is the tastiest and most demystifying as cooking show in the world. Chef and a fat man of blue collar chefs. This week, our mobile kitchens finds us at La Cordon Green, the Big Green Egg Culinary Center. Chef and the Fat Man. Dun dun. The Blue Collar Chefs is proudly brought to you by Real Sweet Onions by Schumann Produce, my friends. If it does not say Real Sweet on the bag of the tag, it ain't. That's right. Because the Vidalias are in. Hooray! Oh, yeah. And they are been in so for a couple tasty. of weeks. Mm-hmm. And it has been fantastic. The response has been extraordinary. And I'm telling you, my friends. These Vidalia onions are so amazing. The real sweet Vidalia onion literally is the sweetest onion on earth. If you don't believe me, try it. And we will be posting and talking about places where you can find them because not everyone deserves to sell real sweet onions by human produce. And, of course, by the Big Green Egg, the ultimate Ultimate cooking cooking experience. experience. My friends, you hear us talk about it each and every week. Whether we're here or on the road, no matter where we are, the Big Green Egg is always prominent in whatever we do because it is the ultimate cooking experience. And it's because it's so versatile. And today, we're going to showcase even more versatility. And that is, of course, we are celebrating Cinco de Mayo. Yes, my friends. Arriba, arriba, andale, andale. What do you got? A little, you got a little tail and a sombrero and run up and down the street. <laughs> yeah, no, this is uh, this is a great holiday for America. I love basically. this. You know, because quite frankly, in Mexico, they don't really. It's not that big a deal. Hmm. And of course, for all of you out there, if I were to ask you. What does Cinco de Mayo really What's it all mean? about? And Tell you know what they Kevin. look at you? What? Uh, beer? Yeah. Uh, tequila? Margarita. Yeah. Margaritas? No, no, no. It is annually observed on May the 5th, ergo Cinco de Mayo. It celebrates a battle. The defeat of the French army during the Battle of Puebla, Batalla de Puebla in Mexico on May 5th, 1862. And it is not, and this is one thing that people are, they think it's Mexican Independence Day. You know, they think Fourth of July, Cinco de Mayo. No, Cinco de Mayo was just a battle. It is not Mexico's Independence Day. So, just to let you know, you may have been totally wrong about the whole thing, but Chef Amanda, as you do, I mean, you're going to have a special Mother's Day show coming up. I am. We will have a Father's Day show coming up. Better head outside there, engineer. Oh, yes, ma'am, sir. We'll be done in just a moment. Yes, but anyway, it's, 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 it's really a fantastic holiday for Americans. We've Americanized it. It's kind of like St. Patrick's Day, of course. St. Patrick's Day is a very religious experience, very solemn mm-hmm. celebration in Ireland. <coughs> wow, that got to me, too. I know, it's really strong. And I'm, I'm cooking jalapenos, people. Oh, that's what it is. Yep. Oh, my God. But anyway, that is Cinco de Mayo. So 
we'd like to remind people, Chef Van, of course, one of the great things about Cinco de Mayo is it's a celebration of alcohol, much like St. Patrick's Day. Yep. And as we did on St. Patrick's Day, we remind you to please, please, please have a designated driver. You know, Uber is good for that, too. Yes, Uber's good. Designated drivers are good. But please, please, please. It, you know, I've had friends that were seriously injured uh, over embodying on Cinco de Mayo and getting in a car. So oh, be careful. Be very, very careful. And that is our public uh, service announcement. Service announcement. Absolutely right. And so, you know, Chef Amanda, you, you, you had to come up with a couple of recipes that people could have either before they go out mm -hmm. or to celebrate the day if they're not going out. Yep. A couple of recipes that incorporate our favorite grilling vehicle. That's right, the big green egg. Yes. And keeping with the spirit of the holiday. So what did you decide to do? Well, today we're going to do a few things. Some of the stuff you can take on the road if you're going to a Cinco de Mayo party. Some of the stuff um, is an authentic Mexican treat that our friends from Big Green Egg Mexico did at Eggtoberfest this past year. Um, one is a contribution from Kevin. And then the last one oh, is pshaw. mine, which is shrimp and chorizo. On a stick, served with macho gazpacho, Bloody Mary style. Oh, wow. Mm. It sounds like we're going to have an exciting show. Of course, the docile tones are that of the executive chef of Chef and a Fat Man, Amanda Agidio. Agidio, well done. So you got it. I mean. You got this. Well, see, you, I almost had because I said Egidio. It's Egidio. It's perfect, yes. Egidio. Egidio. So it's basically E-G-I-D-I-O. E-G-I-D-I-O. Yeah, E-G-I-D-I-O. Yeah, keep working on that. All right. Well, anyway, uh, we're celebrating Cinco de Mayo. Now, Chef, I know the Mother's Day show is coming up. You want to give a little teaser on that? Yeah, we're going to do some chicken. We're going to do some really chicken, you know, chicken that doesn't have a lot of ingredients, doesn't take a lot of work, really pleasing to mom. We're going to do a nice, fresh vegetable, probably some asparagus, whatever's looking good in the market that day. Um, I'm hoping for asparagus, plus a couple of sauces that would go good not only for the chicken and the asparagus, but for anything you're going to do grilling-wise in the upcoming months. Man, I'm telling you, you are on top of things now. You are going to be very busy in the next couple of weeks. Yeah, we are. We are very busy. Um, we've got some folks coming in to do some trainings here at the Big Green Egg. We've got the Mother's Day. We've got the Hiawatsi Egg Fest coming up. Um, we're, we're kicking it into, into How spring. many classes have you got? What's, what's your next couple of classes coming up? So we've got a class. We do Big Green Egg Basics all the time. And we do private lessons. Yesterday I taught some gals whose husbands are on the PGA Pro Tour. They wanted, their husbands are playing golf and they wanted to come in and learn on the Big Green Egg. Needless to say, their husbands were a little jealous that that's where their wives remember, were Do you for remember the day. any of their names? Um, you know what? They, uh, this is no joke. They wouldn't tell me. But I can tell you this: when we went into the to look at the museum um, at Big Green, we have a Big Green Egg Museum. They walked in, and there's a picture of Arnold Palmer on there. And one of the girls goes, "Oh, look, it's Arnie!" And I'm like, "You know, Arnie?" She goes, "Oh, uh, yeah." Yeah. <laughs> well, anyway, so uh, what are some of so, the okay? So classes, private right. things. Um, 
So we are going to be doing a date night, a couple's date night. We are going to be doing a seafood class. Ooh. Sea to the smoker is what I'm going to call it. We're going to do a Cinco de Mayo couples class. We're going to do what are some of the other fun things. We'll probably throw in a boot camp pretty soon. Now, what's a boot camp? So the boot camps are when people can come in and learn all day about different things to do on the egg. We have a couple of different varieties. We've got one that's just dedicated to barbecue. And then we've got another one that is dedicated to all types of cooking on the big green egg. Everything from cooking the big meats to cooking with a salt block on the big green egg to how to make a pizza on the big green egg. Um, lots of different things to do throughout the day. We're going to teach you five or six things that you can take home and practice and play with. And these are the things that we've heard people say that they really they want to learn. So we're here to share. Now, let me ask you, what is the... Um I mean, if, if I want to join a class, mm -hmm. I want to find out about the classes, how would I do so? BigGreenEgg.com. That easy, huh? Mm -hmm. That easy. And it's a beautiful website, and you can go and get all that information. And, of course, if you want to find out what's happening with Chef and a Fat Man, you go to ChefandafatMan.com. It's that easy. And our website is getting bigger, better, bolder by the day. Incredible recipes, events we're going to be attending. And uh, i got to tell you, Chef Amanda... It is, um, it's incredible. And Cinco de Mayo is just one of those great, fun holidays. It's just no super pressure. fun. No pressure. The, the weather's always nice, hopefully. And, you know, yeah. your friends are out having a good time. And everybody, everybody's just, it's a happy holiday. Yes. Well, and it gets you, a lot happier because after Because people don't expect gifts. You know, it's not like the American holidays where you got to bring something. Although, if you want to bring something, I recommend sticking around for this um, for the rest of the show because you can, I'm going to tell you some great stuff you can bring with you. Oh, so wow. So you're going to share? I am. I do that once in a while. Oh, do you really? <gasps> hot stuff. Hot are stuff. you going to have, are you going to have, because Saturday night on Cinco de Mayo, of course, you're going to be um, finished for the night because then you get some time off. So are you going to celebrate extra hard Saturday night or are you going to have a party at your place? Or Every day is a party. Oh, please. You know, dun, dun, dun. really? Really? <laughs> If I were to go to Victor right now and say, hey, Victor, that's her husband, by the way, Victor, um, I've learned to say your name now after three months. <laughs> He'd like that. Is it true that it's a party every day at your house? And I'm sure he's going to say, oh, yes. <laughs> Where did you hear that? Oh, From your wife. Oh, boy. Then really, yes. Oh, boy. Yes. But, oh, but you know trouble. what? I got to talk to Victor, you know? Yeah. <gasps> Look at that. Victor, I know. It's just beautiful. Victor, uh. Has he got his coffee in yet? Man, it's not that easy. I know. Did I tell what you is, about the whole plane thing? Yeah, but, you know, I know, but, you know. Kevin, I promise you this. By 4th of July, you'll have coffee in your mouth. Well, yeah, but I can go get Folgers. No, you'll have our coffee. <laughs> oh, really? I, I promise you. Oh, yeah. wow. That's yeah, cool. I honestly will. Well, it's just a, it's just a running joke with Chef Amanda and I. Yeah. yeah. We, we have a coffee farm in Africa. We've been trying to get coffee to, uh, to Kevin for a while. And uh, it's so far been unsuccessful because we've had logistics issues with airplanes not going where they should. Well, yeah, well, the, yeah. half the Air Force was yeah. down the yeah. other day. They so, lost an airplane. <laughs> yep, and there's only two planes in the country that go. Yeah, you can grow that. that, um, that that's that, why I said half the Air Force yeah. is gone. <laughs> so, oh, yeah. But anyway, so these recipes that you're going to be preparing for us, mm. we're going to start with what, the shrimp? Yeah, we're going to make spicy shrimp and chorizo skewers with macho gazpacho sauce. And you know what I did? I threw in some effing vodka 
What now, is effing vodka? For those of you in Washington, D.C., at the always appreciated Federal Communications Commission, that is truly uh, – thank you for getting a picture of that because I'm going to have to post it. It's E-F-F-E-N-F-N from Yeah, but there are some people. Holland. Those Dutch. You know, they're so brash. They, you know, they are. I know. The Dutch are brash. And, you know, you can sit around the park and inject yourself with heroin, too. I'm just saying. Do that in Marietta if you wanted yeah. to. Yeah, but they're <laughs> legally. And they'll give you the needles. Oh. But anyway, it's um, it's a great, great holiday. This is a great recipe. And when we come back, she's going to share the secrets of her culinary genius with you. And I'm telling you, these are recipes that are going to knock your socks off. They're beautiful. They're tasty. They're easy. And most important, you can replicate them. And how do we know? Because we are going to provide you with the recipes. All Wow, he's taking his socks off and throwing them at me. Tell you what, we've started a party already. <laughs> Where's the lampshades, baby? It's all about the celebration of the good life. This is what we do each and every week right here on Jeff and a Fat Man to Blue Collar Chefs, live from the Big Green Egg Culinary Center, where we're having so much fun, the staff is already stripping down. Woo! Woo! The socks have come off here, baby. It's the holiday. <laughs> Welcome back, my friends. Chef and a Fat Man live from La Cordon Green, the Big Green Egg Culinary Center, where we are having more fun. If the government ever found out about it, they'd tax us for it. It's that much fun. And when we last left you, Chef Amanda had shamelessly teased you mm. about her recipes for Cinco de Mayo. And you decided to start out wrong. I did. And you started with shrimp. I did. What a great... You know, shrimp, I don't care what the holiday, Mm -hmm. shrimp is just like the most beautiful, and this is a great time of the year for fresh shrimp. Mm -hmm. And this is like a little, um, this is a skewer dish that you can take and and cook on the grill. It's kind of like a little Mexican surf and turf. It's shrimp and chorizo. And what you want to do with the shrimp, are we ready to go into it? Yes. Yep, let's do it. Okay. So... I used shrimp that are called 1620, and 1620 refers to how many of them you're going to get in a pound. So there were roughly 16 to 20 shrimp in this pound, so they're a pretty good size. Um, what you would see at a restaurant might be 26, 28. Yeah. 1620 is pretty good. Um, they go all the way down to, you, you know, 10s, yeah. yeah, and then they're the big tiger prawns. Um, but these guys are a good size. And uh, I added the zest and juice of a lime and some vegetable oil to kind of make a base vinaigrette. And then I added some, um, some steak seasoning. And I did, I pick, I, I play with different ones at different times. This one, this time I did Dizzy Pig's Red Eye Express coffee infused just for you seasoning. What? Really? It's steak seasoning. And then I threw in some Mexican chili powder and some ground cumin and some ground coriander. And I put that together just for the shrimp, and then I marinated the shrimp for probably 30 to 45 minutes. And uh, right now I'm about to take some chorizo cut into rounds, and the idea is to stick the chorizo nestled into, like, the curve of the shrimp Ah. and put it on a skewer and grill it off. So you skewer the shrimp so the shrimp head to tail are east to west? Correct. And then you put the chorizo circle. Mm-hmm. Now, when people think of chorizo today, I think of what you see in most grocery stores. Looks kind of like a Polish sausage, very red, very ground. And you have to open it up and you cook it up 
And a lot of people like all the grease that comes <laughs> off of it to add to their scrambled eggs or whatever they're, whatever they're cooking with. That doesn't look like your mama's ordinary chorizo. This ain't your mama chorizo. This is, um, actually, this one's imported from Spain, but we're still sick in Spanish. It's just not Mexico. Um, but this is a hard-smoked chorizo. So this is going to be like a salami. And you've got to be p- careful to get this one and not the other one. Because, Why? Well, the other one's super oily. Yes. And it's also in a casing, so it's going to be like a bratwurst. So when you cook it and slice it, it's not going to do the same. You need a, a nice hard chorizo. Yeah, because you can't put that on a skewer. Correct. And if you did, they'd have to try to eat the skins, and then by the time it cooked down, it would fall out of the casing. And it's ground so fine mm-hmm. that it would be a mess. And you know what? This, this one's not too spicy. This one's real mild uh, in flavor. We've been chomping on it during the break. And uh, it's really, really nice. Oh, sorry. So you have the uh, marinade. Yep. The shrimp are going to go in that marinade for about 45 minutes. Yep. You're going to put them on bamboo skewers yep. that, or whatever wooden skewers, but you want to make them wet yeah. so that they don't burn. Yep. And... While you're doing that, you put those on the egg. What temperature? Don't say 400. 375. It really was 400, though, wasn't it? Because, you know, one of the shows earlier, you said, oh, my goodness, it's 400, like everything is. Mm, I like to do 400. Everybody's kind of got their comfort spot. That's my comfort spot of where I cook everything. It's funny because you said 375, and that's mine. Is it? Yeah. I go 375 to 400 almost everything. Mm-hmm. I just, you know, it's even my It's a safe steak, place. Yeah. You know, it's. But it doesn't make any difference because the great thing about the egg is it's as versatile as you want it to be. Mm -hmm. And, you know, if you try to take your Weber, Mm -hmm. you can't tell what temperature you're going to set it at. There's no way. Mm. If you try to go on a lot of these other grills, you're just not going to have the ceramic quality of the big green egg. So the ceramics mean that the temperature is going to vary a little bit. Mm -hmm. We only use the very finest, finest of the ceramic. Mm -hmm. And, after all, when you create it, you know it. That's right. And uh, so anyway... Now, let's say you take it out to the big green egg. Mm. You're going to cook it for probably not more than, what, three or four minutes on each side? Correct. And the chorizo doesn't, I mean, that's already cooked, so you're just doing a heat and serve on that. So you're not looking for anything. Once those shrimp, now, I would say when they turn opaque, but they're seasoned to the point where you wouldn't really be able to tell. So don't go inside and talk to your friends while you do this. Go ahead and and monitor it. Now, you don't want to leave the... um, the, the dome open on the egg, because if you're looking, you're not cooking. Um, but you don't want to leave it for too long. What I've done with my shrimp, because, of course, I have the ability, uh, having a place in the beautiful confines of Mexico Beach, which fits in with mm. the theme. Um, and you've been to Camp Penguini. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, uh, of course, just like not even three miles from Camp Penguini is the Shell Shack. Mm-hmm. And for any of you who have been down there... The Shell Shack is like been there. It's an institution. It and is. they have the owner and his brother partner up. One of them is a mullet fisherman, the other a shrimper. So what they do is they combine and they go out and one day they mullet fish, one day they shrimp. Mm. And so they bring it all fresh into the Shell Shack. So you literally can go in there and buy the shrimp that have been on the boat probably within the last ago. 12 to 24 hours. Mm-hmm. You can't get any fresher and they'll sell them to you. By the pound, yeah, and they have a steamer. So if you want them to steam them for you, mm-hmm. they'll steam them for you. Oh, nice! And uh, they're really nice folks down there. But so I get a lot. I'm down there quite a bit. Well, perfect for you. <clears throat> and uh, the sad thing about it is, 
you know, when I mentioned to she who must be obeyed, mm. hey, I'm thinking about going down. Have a good time. Just let me know when you're going, when you're coming. I don't even tell her mm-hmm. where I'm going. She's like, have a good time because she knows. <laughs> but all that shrimp that I get down there, so I cook it a lot. So I figured it, most of the time, if I keep it at 375, uh-huh. if I stick the shrimp on there for three minutes on each side, it's just about perfect. Mm-hmm. It's just about perfect. So I think this one would be just about right. Absolutely. Too much, and you get rubber sticks. True. You got. That's why I said don't walk away. Stay with it. And you know what's a good accompaniment to that while you're standing next to the egg? What? A nice margarita. Yes. You know, and this is the day for that. You can practice your margarita skills. Yes, indeed. You know, I'm glad we didn't do that. I'm glad we didn't do a margarita. Well, you know, well, we're using vodka in the sauce that goes with the shrimp in a minute. So we're breaking into it. We're just, we're just, you know. So anyway, once you get that now, what are you doing with the, um, I mean, now that you've got that, what do you do it? How do you present it? And how do well, I got to tell you about the dip, okay? Yeah. So I wanted to do, you know, something tomato saucy, um, but saucy. also something, yes, yeah, something saucy, but also something that's not too spicy um, because I have other dishes for that today. So I decided to do a Spanish gazpacho, and it mm. has some a fire-roasted tomato, just a can of fire-roasted tomatoes, um, garlic. A seedless cucumber, which is also known as an English cucumber, um, a red pepper, a red onion, some celery, uh, the juice of half of a lemon, and a couple of um, tablespoons of hot sauce. And the sauce that I chose today, I'm going to show you, Kevin, because this stuff is magic. Valentina. It's Mexican. It's lovely. Yeah, it's really good. Uh, and then some salt and pepper in there. And I put all of that in the food processor. So you put the salsa picante sauce in, in with your veg. Mm-hmm. But just a little bit, just to give it a little bit of, of depth of flavor. Not to make it, it's not a salsa. This is a gazpacho. And then... And could you please, for the uninformed, what is the difference between a gazpacho and a salsa? Gazpacho is considered a cold tomato soup. So, okay. and a salsa is So, more. it's much more finely chopped. It's not the Correct. big chunky stuff like you. Well, although anymore, you go into Mexican restaurants and it's like poured straight out of a bottle. It, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. it's it's very much like that. And even, not and even is, that chunky This is anymore. chunky. I mean, it's not too chunky. Right. I did dice the cucumbers and the, you know, I diced everything before I put it in the um, food processor. So, it's not, this is not a puree. This is a, a pulse until it's nice and chunky. There is. And then a, I hit it with vodka. Yeah. Did I mention that once or twice? Yes. Yeah. I, yeah. The and I wonder what that glass of water was over there. Um, <laughs> but here's something interesting. We have a Mexican restaurant near our home and uh, in Woodstock, Georgia. And they have a salsa that is a smoked salsa that they serve regular table side. And they serve the regular salsa and then their smoked salsa. Sounds great. Oh, my God. I mean, when we go in... We asked for a double order of the smoked salsa. It looks like it has the color of uh, a barbecue sauce. Yeah, because of that roasted tomato. Yeah, Yeah. a dark, dark barbecue sauce. And it is very, it's it's not too loose, but it's fairly loose. Mm -hmm. And it's not real chunky. But, oh, my God, the flavors. And, I mean... I, the chips don't stand a chance. 
we blow through those chips like crazy. And then when the food they comes They count out, on that. You know why they do that, right? Yeah, to fill you up. No. Chips are salty. When it's salty, what do you want? More cold beer. Yeah, but ours don't salt them. I have to add the salt. What I do is I add way too much salt, and then I ask for the bigger beer. Mm, there you, well, that works. Either way, they're getting a beer out of you. Yes, they are. And, <laughs> and I'll tell you, I, what I love about most of the places, they will serve you a very large beer. Yes. Most of them have a grande. <laughs> yeah. And a grande cerveza, I'm all about it. We have a little place down Port St. Joe, Florida, and they have a Mexican restaurant down there. And you ask for a grande, and they give you a mug. It's humongous. It's like Hofra House. Oh, mug, yeah, big one. And it's ice cold. Mm. Oh, man. I'm, see, I'm a beer snob, so I only drink Bud Light. But see, no, let me tell you something, Kevin. Okay, so I've lived in hot countries, mostly, you know, equatorial countries for a long time. Did you and see that? um, Did you the, see that? I, but I, you know, I'm cutting a right here. Beer, um, beer tard. So, Corona is seriously meant to be drunk in the hot sun. It, you can. There are some beers you can't drink when it's hot. Corona, you can drink when it's hot. It's meant to be drunk at the beach when it's really hot. And then when we lived in Nicaragua, there is another beer called Tonya. Yes. I oh, have yeah. That. I have some here. Do you really? You can buy it at Tower Liquor down the street. Oh, can you I have really? two cases of it. What happened was... Stuff we were, is amazing. When we arrived in Esteli, remember that, Michael? We it's, were tired. It was a long day. We got up at Customs. We got in the van. And we were supposed to have a van. And... Communications broke down. We had a four-seat beat-up pickup truck with four large people and all their luggage. And so we were dying for a beer, and they yep. said, well, we'll stop on the way. They were supposed to have it for us. Yeah. Stopped along the way, and sure enough, we walked into a convenience store uh-huh. outside Managua about 20 minutes, probably the only Americans they've seen in a very long time. Maybe and ever. we walk in, and they're, like, staring at us. And I walk in, and I say, cerveza? Si, mm-hmm. si. Sí, sí. Yep. They point over there, and they had cases of Tonya, mm-hmm. and I'd never heard of it. I said, well, you know, and so they charged me like, I don't know, the equivalent about 10 bucks for a case, and they're all giggling. Mm. So I said, boy, they stuck it to me, mm. I'm sure. But, man, when we got it iced down, and it's we were about brilliant. halfway, about an hour, it got ice cold, yeah. and it was 1 o'clock, or no, it was 11 o'clock at night. We're dying of thirst. Oh. That Tonya was good. We started drinking. That's all we drank. And it really isn't bad beer. So you've got actual Tonya in there. Yes, I have Tonya. That is that is amazing. Well, anyway, my friends, I'm telling you what, when we come back, we're going to have another recipe. We're going to eat shrimp. We're going to find out what everybody thinks. But more importantly, how to prep it, how to serve it, how to make your party exceptional. One place, one place only right here on Chef the Fat and the Blue Collar Chef. Because, my friends, if you're not with us, you're not partaking. And if you're not with us, you should be out on the golf course, baby. Ah, welcome back, my friend, Chef and the Fat Man. Oh, man. Yeah, right? Man, those skewers are exceptional. Thank you. And dipping them in the, uh, you call it, uh, What I call it, salt. macho gazpacho, yes. Bloody Mary style. Yes, it is absolutely incredible. And the two go really hand in hand. Now, I will make a note. Yep. I don't know how many of you growing up ever had a Slim Jim, but Slim Jim was like a go-to favorite when you need a snack. Um, it's kind of a, it was a sausage in a casing, and it was a little chewy, and you bit into it, but oh my God, the flavor was amazing, and it was salty, and it was all the things you weren't supposed to eat. 
but it was so tasty. And then hunters will know that if they've got a good uh, processor for venison, they make venison sausage, smoked it on sticks, venison sticks that are just like that. So it's going to be a little chewy, but understand that it complements the soft flesh of the shrimp with the kind of chewy texture of the chorizo. And I think for me, I taste the chorizo better that way. It's much more flavor forward. So anyway, that was outstanding. But you know what? We've had all of this. Oh, there we go. We have had all this great. Um, what are you doing? I She's took it off eating. the skewer for me, not for you. I'm telling you. Anyway, my friends. Uh, I'm sorry about that. Sorry. But anyway, I got to tell you, Greg, I'm calling him Bill. I don't know. I have Bill on the mind. But what was that? Kevin, where are you, man? Get with the program. I know. So my He's here. He's there. He's Every time he's near his wife, he's so enamored that he can't focus. Uh, no. Trust me. That's not it. Yeah, but, but anyway. But you like that, don't you? Like where I was going with that? No. Parents <laughs> is so much fun. Really? You are too, Kevin, but people don't get to see or experience Karen. And to see her is to experience her. I love her. Yeah, well, moving right along. Um, oh, now I have your attention. Yes, right. you do. Okay. You know, we've had the spicy now, the, you know, kind of the tangy. Why don't we try something sweet? Have you got something sweet for us? Man, have I. I got my, I've got my brush dipped in bourbon as we speak. Man, have I got the most awesome dessert um, so Big Green Egg Europe, I mean, Big Green Egg Mexico came to our Eggtoberfest last year, and it was their first time here, and, um, they made these little dessert burritos that were rocking, uh, made from these candies called Gloria's, and it's a dulce de leche, um, candy, and what it is, is it's a burrito, and so you take a tortilla, and some cheese. Now, they used Manchego. Today, I'm using Asiago because I couldn't find any Manchego first thing this morning. And uh, so you put the cheese on the tortilla, and then I'm putting the candy on top. And the candy, again, it's a caramel, but it's not a hard caramel. It's soft. And it's about the size of a little smoky sausage, maybe a little bit bigger. And I'm going to roll it up so that it is actually a burrito. The and, real small one. Yeah. So that's what I'm doing right now. And uh, what they did was they, they rolled this up, and then I'm going to brush it with butter and put it on the big green egg and let that cheese melt, and it is going to be the best thing you've ever had. At 400 degrees. At 400 degrees, but we're putting it on the plancha, the not who? the plancha, which is our griddle, because um, we'll get a better sear. But with the butter, not a sear, but it'll get brown all the way around instead of on the cast iron grate. It's a better use of this. So that's what I'm doing. I'm working on this while Kevin's over there munching on the, the shrimp and the gazpacho. I'm ready for the dessert. I tried the candy, by the way. Yeah, it's really good. Oh. I'm going to have to go get some more. And the bourbon, I mean, that was just a little extra something that they did. Boy, those, let me tell you about those big egg Mexico people. They like to have a good time. So They're party animals. They are. But there's so much fun. Yeah. And my God, that's why coming to Egg Fest, Eggtoberfest is. Now, Kevin, 
I know you're in love with your wife, but don't be dropping stuff because you're near her. He just dropped his microphone. He's so enamored. Enamored. That's mm. the word. Mm-hmm. Doofus. Doofus is the word he comes to no. mind. No. You guys. Can you hear this? Is that candy? Oh, these candies are so, they're so good that we don't have that many left. We ate almost the whole bag, but it was worth every bite. And we'll have the pictures on the website. So you guys can indulge. If you have a Mexican grocery store anywhere in your neighborhood, I bet you they have these. I bet these things are pretty standard popular down there. Oh, look at that. I cannot wait for this. Cannot wait. This reminds me of my high school days. <laughs> Rural and the big fatty. All right. There we go. There we go. One more. Did you hear me? <laughs> All right. Is Kevin still not mic'd up? Kevin, Kevin's got a party foul going on over there. All right. Last one. This is number four. That's the last candy? Yeah. That's it? This is it. This is all we got. Uh, I just poured, uh, poured. Kevin? I was, I'm all upset that the candy's gone. That's Kevin. I just poured bourbon right on top of this. I don't know. Never was any good at this. Now that candy, when I tried it, it looked like taffy. Yeah. Or toffee. Taffy. Yeah. Or uh, what is it? No, caramel. It looked, looked like a caramel, you know, a nice, round, beautiful caramel. Mm -hmm. When you eat it, it was very grainy. It's really good. But it was good. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. But, man, I could see you start eating one of those, you can't just eat you one. You can't. It's, it's, it's mm, tasty addictive. But this sounds absolutely superb. I can't And you know what? This. What I was thinking, too. I always like to look at things, and what would I think would make it taste even better? And I know it'll go into no, sugar shop. No, there's shop. nothing better. There's nothing. We have Knob Creek. We have delicious dulce de leche candies. We got tortillas. We got awesome cheese. Well, there's you know what's cool? You know what I thought would be kind of cool though? What is if you put it, put some brown sugar on there, and then put it on there, kind of like a crust or bacon. Yes, bacon would be. <laughs> You know, bacon would be awesome with that. No, I'm just thinking of that. But brown sugar on that to give it kind of an external crust in brown mm -hmm. sugar. I mean, it's going to be sugar overload. Yeah. Obviously, if you're diabetic, you're not going to eat it. Yeah. But I was just thinking that might be fun. But that's the beauty of, of your recipes. They're so versatile. Play around with it. Add stuff to it. You know what else is a really good um, ingredient that comes out of Mexico that people do not use enough? And this is a great little party T like taking it to parties or dinner parties. We talked um, a little while ago. We had a show where we made a charcuterie board and um, about meats and cheeses and just being able to serve appetizers as a meal. Um, but one of the things that's really, really good that you can get that is a Mexican item is guava paste. And it comes in a, like it looks like a small brick and you slice it. And boy, you put that on a cracker with some cream cheese and that is the most delicious little Appetizer. I mean, it's really, really good, really tasty. We guava paste on a lot of things, but usually with cream cheese. So you could do guava cream cheese and wrap prosciutto around it. You could put it on a cracker. Um, there's lots of things to do. I would encourage everybody, if you ever see any Mexican products in the aisle when you're going to go, don't just get taco seasoning, people. Branch out. Buy something you've never tried before. See what you can do with it. You know, there, and also, if, if every, you know, coconut water is all the craze right now. If you go to the 
Latin section of the um, supermarket and check and pick your coconut water from there, it's going to be a third of the price. Then if you go to the fancy schmancy nutritional yoga aisle oh, yeah. where they've got the $25 a bottle of coconut water, well, you go over and get it in the because the Mexicans have been drinking it forever and uh, they can, it's very, very inexpensive. But there's lots of cool stuff there. And also there's a water out of Mexico called Apo Chico. That's a carbonated water that we love to drink around here. It's very refreshing. Really? Mm-hmm. I yep. was told never drink the water. Sorry? I was told never drink the water. Well, I think they, I think in certain parts you're not supposed to drink the water, but not everywhere. Well, you know, now we have had already an exceptional first half of the show. Heck yeah. We had that wonderful, wonderful shrimp skewers with chorizo, mm-hmm. Spanish chorizo. Mm-hmm. We had that macho camacho... Gaucho. Ma- macho gazpacho. That's it. And that is outstanding. And you know, that's... You could eat that by itself. Oh, yeah. I was just going to say, you know, you could use that as a salsa. Yeah. Even though it's not technically a salsa. Yep. You could do that and it would go extremely, extremely well. Now you've got something sweet coming off. Yep. And and now we're going to go and make something super cool that is all Mr. Kevin. And Kevin has been talking about this Y'all, in another life, Kevin used to roll dough for Pizza Hut, and we are going to, he's going to teach me how to make a taco pizza, and he's going to come stand next to me and show me how to do it. Well, there you go. You ready? Come on over, Kevin. I got all the goodies. I think I've got all the goodies. There they are. This is a little bit different than, first of all, a lot of people have never even heard of a taco pizza, and years ago, when I was working at Pizza Hut as a manager, or as a... No, before you. This was back in college days. I was looking for some place where I could work and eat without <laughs> having to spend money on my own. So I, I worked at Pizza Hut, and they'd come out with this new product called a taco pizza. It was absolutely wonderful. So every day, part of my compensation was the manager would say, if you'll come in and make the dough every day on your way into college, I will let you have whatever you want. Any pizza you want. So I made taco pizzas for myself. Yeah. Probably three or four days a week. I love them so much. So we're taking this to a little bit uh, of a different we're put it over there. a different take. We are literally going to make this pizza, but we're going to do it in a very unique way. Now, of course, I know if you're Kim Youngblood mm. and Kim and Ginny, they're... <laughs> No, she wasn't shot. She she got the pizza dough and it went poof. Why don't use these things? That scared the crap out of me. Sorry, y'all. Well, that's okay. I mean, now we're going to have to take a few minutes to let her calm down. <laughs> He's right. She's, she's so red in the face and I everything. Need a, I need a break. Don't, 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 don't crush it up. I mean, now. I'm not. I was just, you know what? Is that pizza dough is all you. I just got, I'm done with it. You, I'll top it. You can spread it. You can roll it. Eat a man. Did you get two of them? Okay. And why do we need two? Are we making a calzone? What's the deal? Oh, well, look at you. Oh, he's unrolling it. I thought he crimped the edges so huge like that. No. Do you um, need flour? Yeah, it would help. I but of course, I'm flour. using something where you don't really need the flour. No, much. but I've got it if you want to put some on your hands. Yeah, but it will also help when you. So, what you do is you get the Pillsbury dough. And. Uh, there's pizza dough. Now, see, for years, they never had such an animal. And so it wasn't real easy. 
But what you do is you get the pizza dough already made. Now, the young bloods, God bless their soul, make their own. That's because they they're like retired. to do. Yeah. They like to do stuff like that. I don't. So what I try to do is I buy it. The easier, the better. All you're doing basically is you're just rolling out the bottom dough in a circle, in a regular pizza circle. Now, if you have this beautiful, what do you call it, the uh, board or the, the mat? Pizza mat. Pizza mat. You can get them right here at Big Green Egg. They actually have them, and it's got the size of the doughs, pizza dough, already on it. So you can get an approximation. See this? This is called a rolling pin. It can be used to roll things out and also as a weapon. Can be used. But to instead, you. I'm going to use it to take a break. Take another picture. No, no, I get a picture. We are Chef and a Fat Man of Blue Collar Chefs. I'm working with Chef Amanda, and I'm showing her how to make a Fat Man style Mexican celebration taco pizza. Amanda, the Fat Man, Big Green Egg. When you come back, we'll finish it up. Yum! Oh, that looks good. I'll tell you what, Chef Amanda. It is so near impossible to fill your gargantuan culinary shoes. Oh, please. But I'm, I'm, I'm trying. So when I'm doing something that I love. It's called uh, taco pizza. Mm-hmm. And uh, basically, you get the pizza crust that you get in the store. Now, it's going to come in a rectangle. And please keep it cold mm-hmm. up until just before you use it. And be gentle when you're peeling it apart. It's going to be rectangular. So you want to roll it out in a sem- as much close to a circle as you can. Okay. And they're made to come out to about 16 inches. Now, if you have the beautiful uh, silicone mat yes. for rolling out pizza doughs and stuff, you can, get them, you can get them right here at the Big Green Egg. It gives you recipe. On this mat, it gives you the recipe for pizza dough, mat care, how to uh, make it and how to mix it. Got several different kinds. So what you do is you want to th- – this is going to be a thin crust pizza. So you take two of them, you roll them out to about 16 inches. You may use a lot of flour. Now, if you use a lot of flour, please brush it off. Take a pastry brush, whatever, take off the extra. Okay. Take your first crust, put it on the bottom. Take your favorite sliced cheese, American Mm -hmm. cheese. I like sharp cheddar. Mm -hmm. And you lay them in about configurations of two, three, two. Okay. Two on top, three in the middle, two on the bottom. Okay. You want to leave about an inch on the side. Okay. And there's going to be a reason for that. And I don't know if we can put the pictures up on the recipe to show you how to do it, but we will oh, on I our can, website. You know what I can do? I can do that. I can take, I can take like step one without. Okay. The, yep. So there is your first crust. Now what you want to do is take your second crust, lay it over the top. Now, like I said, you're going to have a lot of flour, probably, because, and then you stretch it out to make sure it comes to the edge. All right. Then once you get it to the edge and it's circular and you've got it all matched up, any excess you have, you can cut off. All right. So that you can keep the circular. That looks so good. And, now, you're gonna, and then you're going to bake it, is that right? Yes. Now I'm going to put it on an egg, 375. I actually prefer 400 on this one. And you're just cutting and trimming till both top and bottom are circular. Okay. Make sure you get all the flour as much as you can off because you don't want that floury taste. But now you've got one on top dough. of the other. Now you want to go through and you want to pinch it. Just go around and pinch the top and the bottom crust together. Just pinch, pinch, pinch. 
This is the labor-intensive part. Believe me, it's not all that difficult, but when you see it come out at the end, the you'll finished product, you'll say, wow. Yeah. But you want to pinch it. Make sure they're together when you pinch them. Sometimes, because you don't want it, what you probably guessed by now, any leakage coming out of this. So you want to pinch it. It doesn't have to be pretty. I mean, just, yeah, just rustic. Yeah, very good, Teresa. Thank you. Rustic pinching just to connect the top and bottom crust. You're pretty good at that. Looks like you've done it before. Uh, a few times. But this is a great recipe because if you're having friends over and you want something unique, you want to celebrate Cinco de Mayo, or just you just want something different at home. Now, this whole process here took about 10 minutes to get it just right and pinch it back just to make sure get it all the way around. That looks pretty good. Pretty looks circular. Great. And pretty pinched. And so now we're going to put this on the egg and bake it. Right. Do we have a pastry brush? I do. Open that drawer right there behind Right you. here? Yep. Pastry brush. Bam. And you just go through and over the trash can because you don't want any of the in the pinches, you don't want any of it. Like I said, this whole process really takes about 10 minutes just to make the crust. What you're going to be surprised is this whole process is going to take less than 20 minutes from start to finish. Now, besides that, we've got we've got some uh, taco meat and some refried beans. Yes, here. and that's where, this is what's neat about this recipe. Now you've got this ready for the egg. Okay, you get all, all right. that in between the pinches. Make sure you got it all. Check it one more time. In case it became unpinched, just pinch where you think. Okay. Then you take it out to the egg. Okay. You sit on the egg for approximately 10 to 12 minutes. All right, there you go. When the bottom is golden, you're golden. So next, while that's going, you get your pan, and you put it on your induction burner if you're so fortunate to have one. They took your pan. Well, that's, no, I got it right here. Oh, see, that, that they're so And so I take my pan. I put it on there. I take taco meat. Uh -huh. I take regular ground beef. Not like 80-20 because uh -huh. it's got a little fat That's in it. That's what that is there. I could tell. Yummo. I use McCormick, I know, seasoning. Actually, taco that's seasoning. what I got. You know what? That's okay. Yeah, the extra, the extra strong yeah. and it's not. Yeah. And then I take real sweet onions by human produce and, well, let me look around here and see, uh, cutting board. And, well, here we go. I got this. Never mind. I got it. And I cut my real sweet go. onions up. Now, I want them kind of, you know what I do? I score them. Yep. Cut the onion in half, lay it on its flat side, score them, and then nice. thinly slice them all the way across. Nice. So, that's just, all right. And uh, we got that done. Looks good. I add the real sweet. Vidalia onions Vidalia. To, the, to the taco meat. There we go. And there we go. Now, see, I'm putting it all in the pan right here. Okay. All right. Get your spoon. And I got the taco meat. Now, if you want to, to add a little richness to it, uh -huh. you can add some tomato paste. Ooh, look at that. Yeah. Now you we want just, to do that? Because uh, I have some. No, wait, I'm sorry. Okay. All right. Yeah, so we incorporate that. We have our onions, and it's sizzling away, and it's making all the happy noises. Ooh, you put that in there. That looks good. Ooh, is are especially good yeah. in this recipe. Okay, now this is going to take about a few minutes. Eh, maybe not even that. Okay. All right. Now you take that off. Yep. Okay. 
And then we take have a some can other of refried food. beans. Yes, we have that too. Yep. You take your can of refried beans. Okay. You Beat put that. that up. Ooh, does that? That's water. It's a shot glass of water. I take little sips. <clears throat> of course. Anyway, because you're the executive chef, and huh. you would never have anything else. Now, refried beans in a can—it doesn't make any difference. That's fine. A little liquid to it. Now, if you want to be crazy, add a little. Oh, I don't know, a little beef stock to it to loosen mm-hmm. it. I use water. Okay. For this recipe. Okay, so I got the other pan going. Right over here. I got two burners over here, right here. And I got this one going. And it's just, yep, there we go. All right. I got my refried beans warming up. All you want to do is get them loose. Okay. Not too loose. Okay. Just spreadable. Well, then let me let me see here what we got. All right. Yeah, that's perfect. Think? Is that good? Perfect. Look how great you did. Okay. Yes. I mean, it's... All right. it's just enough you to know, we've got it. all this loosening up inside. Now, the nice thing about it is... Because it is tight is, coming out of the can. Yeah. yeah. It's going to come too thick out of the can, so you mm-hmm. want to loosen it. Like I said, like a paste. Okay. A thin paste so that when you're ready... So, are you going right. to spread that before yes. the meat? Yes. Okay. That is the base. Okay, now that's ready. Now, you see all that took about the same time mm-hmm. it took for our crust. Right. Now, now we go... In. So now what we do is we take the pizza... Yep. <laughs> Hot just stuff. yeah, just be sure, mm-hmm. absolutely sure. You don't the whole the hot pan. Now yeah. I use a pizza screen. You have what is this called? Air bake pan. Air bake pan. I use a pizza screen. Mm-hmm. You can get them for like five six bucks on Amazon. Mm-hmm. So this is perfect. The crust. You make sure the crust is perfect. It's golden brown. And then this you're is building just, a taco. Yes, this is beautiful, isn't it? Look Ooh, at the crust. It oh, it is gorgeous. All right, now what you do is lay the crust right down there. Now, you notice you don't see any of the cheese coming around. No, because it's hot. I mean, you just see it looks like a normal pizza yeah. crust. It's a little. It's going to be whiter on top. Uh-huh. It's okay because the bottom is the crisp part. Mm-hmm. And then what you're going to want to do, that's it. Mix up your meat. Okay, but before you put the meat on, so take your refried smart. beans. Oh, oh, beans. Okay. Beans. Good for beans. your heart. Don't, don't. <laughs> but they and are. now you, you spread it around. Now, I like to use my hands sometimes because I get an even more spread. Or you can use a spoon. Whatever you want, just spread it all the way around. Out to about a half an inch from the edge if of the If you're crust. in the presence of company, you okay. should not use your hand. Well, you do if you have a glove be- on. If you have your beans. Well, you know, if you love the Just person, they don't it. care. Just All right, now I add the meat and onion combination on top. Evenly smooth that out. Oh. Now, what I do is, and you don't have to do this, I take some shredded, shredded cheddar oh. and lay that in as, on top of the meat. Are you going to bake it again? No. no. This done. is done. Then you take, and you this assembles in about five minutes. So the pizza's going to stay nice and hot. Then you add, so you have your refried beans, your meat, shredded cheese. Then I add some fine lettuce on top of that, some tomatoes, some more real sweet onions chopped Uh up on top. So you have this beautiful multi-layered, and now here's the piece de resistance, more cheese, because I love cheese. I'm like a rat. I like more cheese. And then you take some creme fraiche or... Sour cream. Or, or, look at this. So this. Crema Mexican? So this, yeah, this is Mexican sour cream. It's called oh. Crema Mexicana. Super. Even better. Yep. Add that. that. And, and you add that as loose it is, as it is, just lay it yep. decoratively across the top. You've got your cheese, and there you have it. Now, what I like to do, are you finished over there? Yes, you. Sneezy. And then you can take some salsa. Yep. Run it across the top. Mm-hmm. Cut it like you would an ordinary pizza. Uh-huh. You can cut it into squares like we do in Chicago. Right. Or probably for this, it's better in slices. Mm-hmm. You take three slices, one in the middle. Move your pizza knife up. 
Huh? One in the middle. One in the middle down below. So you're getting three cuts. Right. Middle, upper middle, lower middle. I never realized it was so. And then that's how you do the squares. The other one, real simple. Middle. Slide. Turn it. Yep. Middle again. Turn it again. Middle. Middle. And that's your slice. That's it. Right on. And then you're ready to go. That looks amazing. That's your taco pizza. Aww. We're not going to have any any time for the... For the dipperoo. Yeah, unfortunately, this took too much time. I'm that's, sorry. You know, this you is what happens so when you let food. the fat man do the chefing. Well, you did a great job. You oh, should please. cook more on the show. No, no, I am not a cook. And you know what? I For am. those of us that like a little guacamole or holy moly on this holy day, I got some guacamole too. And we've got some diced tomatoes if you want to put that on there. Uh, you can you can doctor it up however you like it. I well, we love, hope you love amazing. your recipes. Yes. Chef Amanda was exceptional with the recipes today. You got the sweet, you got the savory, yep. and you got the good old-fashioned pizza. Yeah. All that to celebrate Cinco de Mayo. We're going to go So many in. people to thank. First and foremost, I want to thank the wonderful, wonderful volunteers that have made this adventure so Yay. much fun. Greg, Tracy, Bill, and Daryl. I'm telling you, we no, got to give a special shout-out to, to Greg and Tracy because... Be honest with you, I've never seen you before. They came all the way from Bama. Yep. Which is just a fur piece to the west yep. of where we're at to be here today. And you we're know what? so glad Be you did. Before they were in Alabama, they used to live in North Carolina and they would drive here from North Carolina. I'm telling you. I'm what. not kidding. I mean it is they are dedicated eggheads, people. And I'll tell you it, and it's the volunteers. Yes. And of course to our wonderful executive chef, Amanda Ig Gidio. Egidio. Egidio. And to the keeper of the dials, he who must be obeyed today, our special guest engineer, Michael the Whip. We love See, you probably forgot that I, I, I gave you that nickname. Michael the Whip Holes, our producer extraordinaire, Teresa the Redhead. <laughs> and, of course, I want to give a special shout-out to our usual, who is taking it easy today, Who's getting ready to be fed on massive amounts of crawfish? Miss, Miss it is K. Miss Karen. Yeah. I'm your host, Fat Pachovial, as I am. Kevin Jenkins reminding you as we do each and every week to remember our troops and our first responders. They are the reason we continue to have the freedoms we enjoy so much. Remember this, my friends: the price of freedom never has been or ever will be free. free. God bless you and your family. God bless America. And God willing, we'll talk to you next week right here on Chef and a Fat Man, the Blue Collar Chefs. Happy Cinco de Mayo, baby. <laughs> Drive safe, have fun, Woo! and tee it up to the left of the fairway, baby. Mm -hmm.